Hello, my friends. Welcome to On Point with Pastor Greg Locke, where we talk about three things, faith, family, and politics. I'm telling you right now, the political scene is a nightmare in the United States. And if there's one thing I know, it is this. If you lean to the left, you'll probably not enjoy this show a whole lot. The other day, I was in Dunkin' Donuts, where I love to go, and this lady said, why aren't you wearing a mask. That's the question of the day. Why aren't you wearing a mask? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, it's not Halloween. And number two, it is America, ladies and gentlemen. It is America. And we have some rights and some freedoms and things that we need to respect about each other because disagreement does not make us enemies. It makes us human. And what we're finding is that the COVID-19 situation has caused more division amongst people politically and within the context of the body of Christ than probably anything we have ever seen in our generation. Now, uh, let me kind of jump ship from there and say something that I'm really, really amped up about. If you take the governor of North Carolina, if you take the liberal governor of Virginia, and you take the super Uber over-the-top liberal governor of Illinois, what you have are people that are telling churches, we're sorry, but you still cannot go back inside your buildings. As a matter of fact, the governor up in Illinois has said that you probably cannot even gather beyond 40 or 50 people for the next year or at least until we come up with some type of a cure for the COVID-19 pandemic. You got to be vaccinated. And of course, Bill Gates is like, I've got the cure for the virus. Bill Gates cannot even keep viruses out of his computer systems. He certainly can't keep them out of the lives of the American people. But here's what you need to realize. That, ladies and gentlemen, is communism, trying to say that you cannot go back into your churches. My question is, which I put on Twitter the other day, why aren't churches and pastors standing up and pushing back against this nonsense? I mean, for Pete's sake, invite me to your church. We'll fill the place up with social media followers, and we'll preach what the Word of God says. We have to be willing to stand up in the day and age in which we live. You know, people say all the time, I tell you one thing, Pastor Locke, in days of adversity, we would go to jail for our faith. Are you kidding me? Most of the people saying that don't even go to church for their faith, ladies and gentlemen. The churches are effectively shut down in the United States of America. The other day, uh, I went and I preached a rally for Pastor Tony Spell in Louisiana. And whatever you want to say about the guy, the media painted him as a money-grubbing, crazy mongrel of a man. We sat in his living room, and I'm here to tell you, the guy is legit. The guy knows the Bible. He's like a, a walking word of God. He's humble. He's kind. He's generous. He's benevolent. His people love him, and he loves his people. People. And I want to show you right now just a quick clip of this man, this preacher, this pastor in America that is literally being arrested because he is continuing to have services. And right on the heels of that, I want to show another video of me going to Louisiana, standing in the back of a truck in a huge parking lot with hundreds of his church people and other patriots and evangelical Christians causing a ruckus and a fuss about the fact that this guy went to jail for still having church. Check out these clips. They're unbelievable. Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood up for the truth against a corrupt and crooked culture that had come against them. The king said, look, you worship the way I say, and you worship when I say. 
And can I say this? It wasn't just the Babylonians that fell down to worship the 75-foot golden statue. I remind you, the Hebrews were in captivity. It was all the Israeli people. It was the church-going crowd that fell down and bowed to the world's golden idol. And I am convinced that political correctness is the Judas Iscariot of our day that has destroyed our pulpits and destroyed our churches. And people are afraid to say something because if we say it, they will be offended. Can I be honest with you? I'm counting on it, ladies and gentlemen. So look, guys, at the end of the day, here's a pastor that was arrested. I tell people all the time, I was okay until they started arresting preachers. People need to go back in their buildings. This online nonsense has gone on long enough, and I think a lot of preachers are going to find out very quickly and also very sadly that some people are getting extraordinarily comfortable in their pajamas with coffee in their hand on the couch watching somebody on the high-tech redneck screen. Get back into the churches. We have got to push back. Now, on the heels of that, let me say something about all of the stay-at-home orders, executive orders, mandates, what the governor says, what the president says, what Grouchy Fauci says. Now, listen, at the end of the day, I think there are some reasons that they have given us these stay-at-home orders. Now, before I give you what my reasons are, politically as it were, let me say this. I think the orders are rather foolish because we need to be out and about so that we can grow a little bit of immunity within our bodies because we're used to touching stuff and breathing stuff, and now everybody is infecting themselves. And what's going to happen is they're going to say, you see there, we opened everything back up and there's this huge resurgence of coronavirus. And the reason there's going to be a huge resurgence is because everybody has crappy immune systems because they've been cowered down in a house doing absolutely nothing and not touching anybody and wearing a mask, sucking in their own bad breath. And so listen, the stay at home orders need to stop. Let America get back to work. Now, here's a couple of reasons. Now, again, this is my opinion. Okay, this isn't gospel news. This is my opinion. I believe there's about four or five really good reasons why they're continuing to have these stay-at-home orders. Number one, I think they want to see how much the American people are willing to take. Okay, when are they going to push back? How much can you snap at them before they come back at you? I remember when I was a kid, I used to blow in the face of my Papa's little poodle. And he used to say, Greggy, now he called me that, but you don't. He said, now, Greggy, you're going to blow one too many times, and that dog's going to bite you right in the nose. And guess what? I'd blow and blow and blow, and eventually, boom, the dog would snap back and bite me right in the face. I remember it to this day. And I think the government is trying to ask themselves, how much can we push them? I, I remember that song, Brian. What was that song years ago by uh, Twisted Sister? We're not going to take it. No. Well, that's where we are, right? They want to know, how much are we willing to take? And I'll be honest with you, I've had a gut full of it. Beyond that, I have had a gut full. These are the days of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It is time to stand up and stop bowing down to the golden idol of political correctness, all right? And so I think they want to see how much we will take. I think also, from the media standpoint, they want to instill fear in the American people. They want everything to be bad, everything to be horrible, everything to be worse and worse and worse. And just about the time people stop fearing the coronavirus, now we got murder bees and murder hornets and all this stuff being released. Release the Kraken, right? We got all these people coming up with all this nonsense because they want us afraid. They want us in our houses. They don't want you working. They don't want us in our churches. They don't want us going good grief to the jungle gym and the playground with our kids. This is 
America, ladies and gentlemen. We're not under Hitler. We're not under Mussolini. We're not under Stalin. We are under the United States flag, right? We have a free country, and we have got to get back to that. The Bible says, look, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, and so we've got to quit living in fear. Quit quivering and shivering in a corner. Let's be bold, and let's get out there, but there's no doubt that they've done their dead-level best and a good job at doing it in crashing the economy, right? They're like, oh, my goodness, President Trump did a great job building the economy. Let's crash it and see what happens. And then he jumps up and says, hey, we build it one time, we'll build it again. Man, you got to love a guy like that that just can't be beaten. You can't keep a good man down. You don't believe me? Just ask Jesus, because I don't serve a dead Jew in a Palestinian tomb. I serve a risen Savior. And here, Trump is a man that you just can't keep him down. This guy is not going to stop. And I believe they're just doing everything they can to crash the economy. And people have got to go back to work. You got this lady in Texas now who's being sued, you know, $7,000, then $1,000 a day, and spending time in jail because she kept her salon open. And what did the judge say? You're being selfish. Now, time out. Let's throw on the Jake Brakes. We are raising a generation of people that are being taught, if you stand up for your freedom, you're selfish. That is dangerous. Did you hear me? That is dangerous. That if you stand up for your rights, if you push back and fight for your constitutional freedoms, then you are selfish. No, you are patriotic. You are American. We have got to stand up. And so I believe everything they're trying to do in crashing this economy is just part of the process. And then let me say this, and this is certainly an opinion, but I don't think it's going to be too far off base. And if you've been paying attention, you know this is true. Do you know one of the reasons this coronavirus, stay-at-home, social distancing, six-feet-apart nonsense continues and continues and continues? I am convinced they want to keep people out of the Trump rallies. <laughs> the Democrats are extraordinarily embarrassed because Joe Lydon, Biden, whatever his name is, uh, he can't get 10 or 15 people to show up at a rally. And I'm telling you, 10 or 15,000 people are in the overflow. I've been to these rallies. They are filled with energy. They are like old-fashioned, red-hot, Billy Sunday, Billy Graham revival meetings. And I believe they want to do everything they can to keep these stadiums from being full. It's not about football. It's not about soccer. It's not about baseball. It's not about hockey. It's about keeping Trump's voice silenced to the masses. And I am convinced that as much as they try to do it, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and God is still going to do all he can indeed to reelect Donald Trump right here in 2020. Patriots, we have got to be willing and ready to stand up and let our voices be heard. Now they're saying, well, we're just going to go to the ballots by way of the mailbox. They're doing everything they can to rig the election. Okay. It's a Hillary train nightmare all over again. But guess what? He won then. I believe he's going to win now. We've got to be willing to push back. We've got to be willing to say, these are our rights. This is America. And then let me say this for the Christians that are watching me right now. I know what a lot of you have already been taught. Well, you know, Romans chapter 13 says that you have to obey every single ordinance of man. First of all, that is not what Romans chapter 13 teaches. It is not teaching us that we have to submit to the uh, dictates of man when they contradict the law of God. We are in Acts chapter 5 days. We ought to obey man, yes, but when man's law and God's law contradict, then we junk man's law and we stick with what the Word of God says. Let me remind you, Romans 13 is exactly what Hitler used to lead 6 million Jews 
to the gas chamber. Well, your Bible says, your text of Scripture says, your God says, you have to obey the governing authority. Yes, until they go against what the governing God of the universe said. We have to use our brains. If you have a brain and you have a Bible, then you should use both of them. We need some common sense. If there is one thing we're missing in the United States, it is the element of common sense. We need a revival of common sense thinking once again, ladies and gentlemen. So I know that's a mouthful. So with all that being said, let me tell you what to expect with the On Point with Pastor Greg Locke podcast, and that is we're going to be having some wonderful, wonderful guests. Sometimes in the studio, sometimes out of the studio, patch them in through Skype and FaceTime and all of that. You're going to hear the famous Brian Lane pop in at times as well. Can we hear the beautiful voice, Mr. Brian? What's up? This is our media director, and he is the co-host as well as the -the behind-the-scenes host of the On Point podcast with Pastor Greg Locke. And so you'll be seeing and hearing him. We've got some very, very exciting things. I want you to share this podcast. We're going to get it out there all over the world on every single streaming platform that you can possibly imagine. But again, we're going to be talking about three things, faith, family, and politics.